Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey folks, Lord bless you again today. Again, it's Thanksgiving week and this will be part two in my uh, my messages on thanks. But I'm so glad that you're listening. Our Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for these people. Thank you that they take time to listen to Christian radio. And Lord, I thank you they take time to listen to me. And God, I pray that you would open my mouth and use me for your glory, that people would not see ever see me, but they would see you. And God, I want to proclaim your word. I want to proclaim thanks for being a God who loves us, watches over us, cares for us. Lord, be with the needs of all these listening today. Open their minds and their hearts to your truth. And may your truth set us free. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'm going to kind of continue again. I'm going to continue all week. And then then I'm going to share with you on Thanksgiving a... Uh, something from George Washington, his Thanksgiving proclamation. So I hope you can tune in all week long. But one thing we need to understand, if we want to be thankful, never allow the world to speak defeat into your life. Right now, the world is trying to speak defeat into our lives, especially with the COVID crazy stuff going on and all the things not giving us hope and all the people losing their jobs and all the rent going Everything we hear seems to be negative. You know, we've got to start speaking positive. My God's going to see me through. My God's going to take care of me. My God's going to comfort me in times of need. Paul is very straight with the Philippian church in Philippians 4.13. He says this, the, probably one of the most famous books in the, uh, verses in the New Testament. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or the one version says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, we either believe the word of God or we don't. And if we don't, the misery in our lives are only the beginning. What is That is why it's so important that we as believers proclaim to a lost world that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he will lift you up. Believe me when I say the world is watching and listening. Who you are in Christ is a reflection of how you live and what you say. I hope and pray that each of us are bringing glory to God by our lifestyles and that the world will want what we have and that we would have an opportunity to show them Jesus. Be aware of what is coming from your lips. What is your lips saying? What is your lips proclaiming? Is is your life a testimony for Jesus? Because you know what? It can be crushed in a moment. The enemy would love for you to say something that would turn people away from God. Be aware of what you tell your children and how you speak to your family. Because they hear you and they see what you're about. How many parents have said something they wish the kids wouldn't have heard? It's like the story of the little boy who goes to the pastor after the first service and tells him, hey, when I grow up, I want to get a job. I'm going to give you some money. The pastor pats the little boy on the head and says, that is awfully nice of you. But why would you want to do that? The boy replies, because when you, <laughs> because when you were preaching, I heard my daddy whisper to my mommy, that's the poorest preacher I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, I imagine I've had people say that about me. I don't know, you know, but uh, kids are funny, but that was a great story. I, I forgot about that story, actually, and so it's kind of fun to share. But glorious thanks comes when you bring the glory of God by your lifestyle. 
Jesus isn't just a word you say from time to time when you're in a spiritual setting, but Jesus is lived out in your lifestyle, and no one who is ever around you would have a question of whether Jesus is a part of your life or not. They know it. They can say it. We have a lady in my church, her name is Lynn, and she came to the Lord in her late 50s or middle of the late 50s and it was an amazing thing i said well lynn how did you come to the lord she worked for a general as a as a secretary or something of that nature and and uh she worked with another lady and this one lady would always come and just was always happy and it'd always just be about jesus and eventually led lynn to jesus christ and lynn's life changed forever in fact, you've heard me say on the radio how she had a heaven experience, went to heaven and uh, saw her father and, and saw angels and, and just was an amazing, amazing story. But God worked in her life because this lady at the uh, general's office proclaimed Jesus and wasn't afraid to do so. First Peter chapter 2, verse 12 says, Live such good lives among the pagans, or the sinners, you could use the word sinners there, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. That's a great way to show thanks to the Lord, is by the way you live. It will bring glory to God. People, you and I have the opportunity to be difference makers in Boise, Idaho, or the Treasure Valley, Meridian, or wherever you live, Caldwell, Napa. We have the opportunity to minister, to change lives. I'm so glad so many people do that. I'm so glad so many kids are going to great Christian schools. You know, I think we've got Ambrose and, and Cole Valley over here and Napa Christian and and um, Greenleaf, in fact, I just stopped out at Greenleaf last week and visited them. We have some great schools out there that are teaching our kids uh, the glory of God. You know, my life was touched and changed by being a, a part of Greenleaf Academy for two years. And, and I tell you what, it nurtured my spiritual growth. It made me much stronger. So when I went to a public school the last couple of years, that uh, I was strong in the Lord. And that was because of my my time at Greenleaf. I'm very grateful for schools like that that are that are showing people the way, and, and then people can be sent out into the world and live amongst the world, and like Jesus did, you know how he how he led Matthew and led others that were that were sinners to him, and and he got to know them, and he had a relationship with them, speaking of being the light in a dark world. That's what happened. In Matthew five fourteen through 16, we read this. You are the light. This is Jesus talking. You are the light of the world, talking to the disciples. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, remember that little song growing up? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Okay, so forth and so on. Don't let Satan blow it out. 
Don't let Satan have a part of who you are. You allow Jesus Christ to lead. Very simply, the light of God shines from you every day. Like that, people would, they would see Jesus in you. You know, and that is what it's all about. And I, I believe that God wants to do some phenomenal things in your life, but you, you have to let him. You have to put him first. You know, we want people to see Jesus and glorify God. And that's what he said in the last part of that word, to glorify God, to bring glory to God. Let him see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So to be a light in a dark world, it means we have to step up to the plate and live for Jesus day in and day out, knowing what we are doing is pleasing to God. If you have to question what you're doing, whether it's right or wrong, then probably you shouldn't be doing it. My dad always told me that, you know, hey, if it's something you're questioning, don't do it. God gives us a conscience on purpose, like a warning light in your car. If suddenly your engine light comes on randomly, one doesn't normally say, oh, isn't that funny? That light's coming up and saying, my oil light's coming on. No, normally we say, I better get it checked out. I've had that happen many times in cars. All of a sudden, the light comes on, and I have nowadays a newer cars has a tire light. It tells you you have a low tire, and so you go in and look at the low tire. I wonder why my tire's low, and certainly it was low. It warns us, and so that warning light tells us to do something about it. Folks, that's exactly what happens in our lives. Jesus sometimes gives us a warning light. He said, look, know what you're doing. Know what you're saying. Know how you're living. You know, he wants us. He wants us to be alert. And sometimes we just aren't alert. Sometimes we're in our own world. And I, I'm, I'm easy to talk because you know, people could say that I get in my own world sometime. My mind goes 100 miles an hour and, and it just twists and turns all around. And man, I... I, sometimes I just got to get back to get back to things and start thinking, and I got to concentrate. I have sometimes a hard time concentrating. Maybe I have a little a, a whatever that is a a c h d not not a c h d that's dealing with a, whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? A little bit of, of that syndrome, but because I, you know, I always got to be doing something, and uh, I can get antsy at times. I try to be calm in spirit, but that's why it's always important for us to be alert, know what's going on around us. You know, First uh, Peter chapter five, verse eight through ten says, "To the elders among you, I appeal as a, a witness." And he starts talking to the flock. But then he goes on to say this in verse eight through ten. He says, "Be alert and of sober mind." What is sober mind? That's being alert. You're not. You're not uh, flawed in your mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to destroy you. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. The enemy is prowling around, waiting for an opportunity to snag you into his fold. The enemy knows where you're vulnerable. He knows where your weaknesses are. That is why it's very important to avoid the very appearance of evil. Just like we tell our children, if, if they're invited to a situation where they know things are going to be bad, it's going to be a temptation, don't go. Don't follow into peer pressure. Don't give in to the enemy's foothold. Stand firm. Say, yes, I have what it takes in Jesus Christ, and I'm going to stand firm on the promises of God. Remember this, folks. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you walk in the light of God, he will protect you. 
It will give you plenty of warning signs to make great decisions. So what are you going to do? You're going to stand strong. You're going to take heart because the Lord is with you. And we give him thanks this day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.